And on to our Consumer Ninja this evening, Wendy Nola joins us. Wendy, have you had a, a good, fulfilling and refreshing break? Because I think your inbox has been overflowing over the Christmas season. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't actually have a break, break Bruce. I worked through, um, but I suppose I did have some form of a break because um, most people appear to have parked their, uh, their consumer troubles um, to have a good December so my my inbox uh, sort of reduced to a trickle, um, but from sort of middle of last week uh, back to normal. Um, and so now, yeah, dealing with a very, very full inbox again. Talk to me about fraudulent spending on retail accounts. This is, I have an Edgar's account or a Jet or account or whatever the case might be, and somebody somehow manages to impersonate me. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it's rough, Brute. Bruce, and sometimes I think, you know, I should be working on bigger investigations and then I'll see all these things in my inbox and I think these people are battling. They've been victims of, of, of fraud. They've they've interacted with the company. They've sent their affidavit. Sometimes they are um, existing clients. Sometimes they're not. They've never had an, any um, association with the company. And the systems are just so slow. They don't hear back. They're sitting with, you know, um, um, adverse listing on their at the credit bureau, they've got this. When they check, they've got this huge amount, tens of thousands in some case, um, owing, and and it's stressful. And I don't think companies really get that sufficiently, you know, because you know, it's just numbers and names and and whatever. And so, I take up the cases because I know the way it works is, and not just me, other journalists too, I suppose. If you take up a case, it gets sorted almost straight away, um, and it shouldn't have to be like that, but but it is. So. Anyway, here are two cases that I've dealt with in the last week or so. The first one is RCS. Um, they handle a lot of uh, retail accounts um, on behalf of uh, the, the retailers, Edgar's being one of them. So Nasli wrote to me last week to say that she'd gone into an Edgar store to close her account last month sometime. The cashier said she was offline. So a couple of days later, she called customer service and over the phone, they said, okay, we'll sort this out. They estimated a settlement figure of about just short of 1,300 rand. She made the payment immediately. She thought, right, I'm done. I'm closing this account. And they said, we'll call back in two days to see if the account is, the amount is reflected. So she did that. And the person on the line said, um, did you make any more purchases? Because on December the 22nd, uh, somebody spent uh, in a couple of minutes, if you don't mind, 13,000 rand on in, in Nasli's name. And she said, but I have the card in front of me. How is that possible? How could somebody buy my account? And what they told her was that they issued someone a new card. Somebody applied in her name to have a second card. And they issued it without her authorizing it or even signing or anything. And she said, um, they said, oh, well, we tried to phone you. Your phone was on voicemail. And so we just went ahead and issued the card. And I, that was exactly my response, Bruce. And I was like, exactly. And I thought, I can't let this go. I have to query this. Because this um, becomes Nazi's problem. Sorry, uh, sorry, one second. Just to, the, the context here, Wendy, is this becomes sure. Nazi's problem to sort out. It's now her life, her time, that gets taken up to solve a blunder created by the company. Exactly. So, so that was around uh, the 22nd of December. Um, she was told to, um, she was fuming. Um, uh, she was told the account was blocked and she had to jump through all the hoops that go with um, contesting this. 
um, get an affidavit, schlepping off to police station, post office, whatever, submitting all of that. Um, and uh, she got hold of me to say that she hadn't heard from any, uh, just in the last week, to say that she hadn't heard from anyone at Edgar's or the account management company RCS since that 22nd of December. And her account was still showing a balance of 13000 And don't forget, still listed at the credit bureau. She says, I can't get hold of anyone to assist with this. So I asked RCS, what is the protocol for issuing a second card and how was it successfully flouted in this case it's especially concerning as there should have been surely some internal notification on her profile of her indication that she wanted to settle her account and uh, uh, before closing it and that in fact she had done that she'd settled the account and the response i got from rcs md reagan adams was her credit limit was just under fifteen thousand. it was indeed fraud um um after her contact details were updated, which allowed for a new card to be issued to a fraudster. And we tried to get hold of the customer, but we were unable to reach her on her mobile phone. The account was subsequently blocked for purchases, and we are in the process of reversing all charges. And I will, of course, write off these fraudulent amounts. Once this is done, the account will be closed. This has happened quite recently, so the investigation is still ongoing, and we will sort out the customer side of these transactions. I suspect with in fairness, that uh, the time of year doesn't help with, you know, th this kind of fraud. But but I don't think that's justifiable. The fraudsters don't sleep. And there needs to be someone to help people when they're in this situation. Anyway, so I went back because that answer raised more questions. And I said, you say fraud was perpetrated on her account after her contact details were updated. So do you mean that the fraudster updated it, put the details as his or her? It must be a her, I suppose, if you're going to impersonate a woman, and changed the contact details to, to hers. So who who was phoned then that they couldn't get hold of? And um, how was the fraudster able to spend 13,000 Rand on her account if, as you say, the account was blocked? So answer two, which I got just this afternoon, was the fraudster updated um, the account <laughs> details in this case. Okay. And so this is Nasli, someone impersonating Nasli, up updated the contact details. And... Uh, did a card replacement by passing our credit bureau-based verification questions, if all of those questions, right, that we use as authentication that is the right person. There are five random credit bureau-based questions which we do not see the answers to. So I'm troubled by this because how did the fraudster have all that information on, on Nosley? Okay, so that, that I don't know. By updating contact details, we made use of the updated details on our system. And this is where I went wrong in my response before, said uh, Reagan Adams, MD of, of RCS. We thought we were calling the legitimate customer, but it would, of course, have been fraudulent details. So in this instance, we would have attempted contact with the fraudster unsuccessfully. Once the fraudster was in possession of the new card, she made several purchases toasting 13,000 Rand within minutes. I just got this mental image of this woman racing around a store to get 13,000 Rand worth of stuff in a few minutes. RCS says that triggered an alert on our side, and by the time we attended to that, the fraudster had already left the store. As confirmation, again, he said the impacted customer has been contacted and the account has been rectified. We have also escalated the account for closure. But the, I get so many of these cases, and I just raise this. I have another one that I don't think. Uh, yeah, but it's such, a, such an infernal mess. And you would think that these companies would also gear up in the holiday season 
precisely for the reason that they, this is when the fraudsters strike. The fraudsters strike at a time where they know corporate capacity is low. They know we are paying less attention at that time of the year, that we are less likely to want to be bothered while we're trying to have a holiday. Um, and, and so therefore it becomes a sort of a, an open hunting season. Yes, and they're also Christmas shopping. Let's not let's not forget. So what a what perfect what a perfect storm. They can do it with less vigilance. Um, yeah, the authentication questions bothered me. So so although it shouldn't be, they shouldn't bother me. I'm sure I mentioned to you before Christmas that I someone tried to open a yes. a Sheet Street account in my name and had all these details on me. But you know those those identification verification questions. I, I mean, I'm sure you've had them. Like. Um, you know, did you did you have a which bank did you have a bond with in 1984? Mm, <laughs> let me think about that. You know, some of them are tricky. So how does a fraudster get that right? Was, you know, anyway, that's a story for another day. But my main point is that, and I had another case about home choice where this woman just said, you know, stole her piece. It was Lindy Ware who lives in um, uh, somewhere out, Kempton uh, oh, uh, Parkway. Um, and somebody bought eight an eighteen thousand rand LG something or other twice in her name, and they said they delivered it to you. And the courier has a photo of your house. I mean, it was ridiculous, and it was cleared up eventually. And that um, debt is not no longer in her name. But she wasn't getting any communication either, Bruce. And this is my point: it's not okay. Fraud is rife. Um, so not only do they the companies, and I'm you know I'm pretty sure they are sort of doing everything they can to close those loopholes because they make it harder for fraudsters because they lose out as well, right? So now these both these companies wrote off the fraudulent amounts and, you know, it, it comes off their bottom line. But I really feel they need to pay more attention to the communication with the alleged victims that come forward. It's always the case, the though. And it, just it, don't get communication. It is the most common failing of companies today who've pushed their customers so far away for efficiency and convenience um, that they've lost touch with their customer and they've lost touch with the ability, they've lost the ability um, to communicate because it's all about systems and processes and bots and everything else. You've said it so beautifully, Bruce, better than I could. Yeah, the cost of efficiency and convenience is uh, when things go wrong, people feel completely and utterly alienated and turn to somebody like me for help when they shouldn't have to. They should sort it out on their own. Um um, the other woman, Lindiwe, she put it so beautifully. She said, um, I'm a single parent. My ex-husband's not working. I have to take care of everything. I cannot afford those high fives now. I'm asking myself, how can they do this to me? They have disturbed <laughs> yeah. my peace. I did not enjoy the festive season. And the answer was, we did this, we did that. But they never told her any of that. No. They never told her what was going on. So she spent Christmas thinking she had a debt of... 36,000 plus, and could it happen to her again? Because it happened to her twice in December. She said it's not me, and it went ahead. I mean, so, yeah, this is something I'm going to pursue. I've decided um, this year. Um, these little cases all add up to a big problem. No, and I'm going to do my best to help as many people as I can. It's this thing of your it. peace being destroyed. I think Lindy was put it so beautifully. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, yeah. It touched me that. Absolutely, because it is. It, 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 it grates you, it keeps you awake at night. You're the one who actually ends up with the blooming ulcer, um, you know, and, and <laughs> the company's used to this kind of nonsense. So it's not treating you just uh, like, you know, through the bureaucratic process and it's just not good enough thank you horrible wendy nola bad fraudsters but companies need to learn to deal with them and their customers 
who are the victims of the fraud um, far, far better. Thank you, Wendy.